Hey everyone, Coach D here, and welcome back to the Standing O podcast. I feel like for today's episode, um, I need some suspenseful music and like this mellow, dramatic narration while your mind goes and pictures waves crashing on a beach and a table full of roses. Because today I'm talking about drama. Now, I've been in education and coaching for 15 years. And so that frivolous, excessive energy we call drama, it's not just on our TV screens. It is in our actual own real life realities. And if we're honest, we know it is the opposite of entertaining. So this true issue with drama is that it's always seems to be not our own that is stressing our out stressing us out, right? It's always other people's. So that feeling that's like, I didn't do anything or I didn't ask for any of this. And yet here I am dealing with it mentally, emotionally, and often quite literally dealing with other people's drama. So I'm calling it OPD. Now, I <laughs> I was thinking we could call it like who's down with OPD, you know, as like a, a nod to Naughty by Nature's song. But then I learned the actual true meaning of their song. And so I thought maybe that wasn't exactly appropriate. But anyways, other people's drama, OPD, is that extra bad energy and stress that other people bring to you without actual cause on your end. OPD. So let me give you some examples. Let me paint you a couple pictures. And to any of my friends listening to this that I've actually been this friend in the example, I apologize. But Here's some examples for you. So picture a friend, and this friend is always late. They're always unprepared, and she is constantly calling you or borrowing from you, needing you to lend her something or to bail her out of situation. Or how about a friend who always has relationship problems? You know that friend that's on again, off again, on again, or she hates this friend, loves this friend, hates this friend, right? They could always pick apart things about their, quote, friends, and you constantly have to hear about it. Or OPD can be that like Eeyore type friend, you know, womp, womp. She's always finding something wrong with something, with someone, and it's never her fault. And there's honestly, no matter what suggestion you might give, there's no solution to the problem because solutions just don't exist in her world. Or how about a friend? Picture a friend or a teammate that is constantly making bad choices. Choices you wouldn't make, choices you don't make, but yet somehow you are dealing with the consequences. That is OPD. And OPD is real. It may feel like small in isolation, but it adds up quickly. It's like it's like that old phrase, death by a thousand paper cuts, okay? If we take on OPD, we lose energy, we lose motivation, we lose focus, and eventually we just lose. Other people's drama sucks team chemistry. It causes apathy and jealousy and resentment. And the worst part about it is it spreads. Allow me to illustrate this for you with a story. Okay, so for an Iowa track girl like me, there was no bigger dream than the Drake Relays. Now, the Drake Relays is this big track meet and Olympians compete there 
college athletes compete there, and Iowa high school kids get to compete there. Now, for Iowa high school kid, you don't get every event, and you have to be the best of the best in the state. It's not like it's divided in classes like the state need is. Like it's, it's the best of the best. And growing up as a coach's kid, the Drake Relays was like a holiday in my house. You know, I got out of school. My dad would, I was his shadow. I got to like go on the infield with him. I got to go uh, to what they called the field house where all the athletes like warmed up and kind of held their team camps. And I would always have a Sharpie marker and my dad would buy me a Drake Relays t-shirt and I'd get signatures and autographs from the Olympians and like my favorite runners. And so it was just a dream come true. It was on my goal board ever since the day I realized that someday I could run there. Now, my senior year of high school, my 4 by 400 relay team, we were we were the favorites to win that relay. Like we had the fastest qualifying time from the prelims going into the finals and um there was I was a senior that year. I had two other seniors on my team and we also had our leadoff was bless her, a freshman. Now, the prelims are nothing like the finals. You run the, they put the high school girl prelim like super early in the morning. The only people in the crowd are your parents and um, it's just not this big experience. But for the finals, for the finals, they escort you out onto the track. Now you go through this like underneath the stadium. It, it, It was this dark, dingy, like brick tunnel. And you walked out of it and out into the track. And it's this big blue track. And all of a sudden, the, the, the crowd has, or the stadium has just filled up with thousands in the crowd. And it's a little bit overwhelming, but it's what makes the Drake Relay so exciting because it's unlike any other experience we ever had as track and field athletes. Now, as soon as we walk out, <laughs> now remember, I'm not with, we're not with any of our coaches. There's no other teammates, just us four. And then we're we're like sandwiched between our competitors. And as soon as we get onto the track, um, my teammates kind of lose it. And now I know my coaches always look to me as like the team captain and um, the coach on the field, as they would say. But I mean, by lost it, like my teammates lost it. Now, we were responsible for like when we came on the track, it was on the backstretch. So we had to walk down the backstretch, around the back curve, and then there was like a holding spot where they kind of hold us. And then when it was time, they'd walk us up to where we started the event. Well, my team didn't start walking the backstretch because my teammate, my freshman, the one who leads off our relay, the one who had the baton in her hand, she's so nervous, she starts puking. Yep, just right there on her hands and knees, puking. So I'm thinking, okay, um, I need to find her some water. I need to rub her back. I need to tell her it's okay because she's clearly very nervous. Um, I'm also thinking, I'm I'm not going to get the baton. How am I going to get the baton if our leadoff isn't even standing right now? So I'm trying to rub her back. I'm trying to look for water. And as I'm doing this, the girl I'm supposed to hand the baton off to, my teammate, she's never run at the relays before. So even though she's a senior, this was her first 
experience, she starts sobbing. Like, not this like little cry, you know, like overwhelmed. Like, it was like shoulders convulsing. She couldn't even like breathe normally. And I'm, I was just standing there looking at her like, what, what is going on with you? What happened? Why are you crying? This is exciting, you know? And she mumbled something out about like, my parents are watching. And I was like, isn't, isn't that a good thing? Don't you, that they're cheering for you, you know? And she just could not control herself. It was just so over the top for me. So here I am like trying to find this little sweet freshman water and, you know, help clean up her, you know, her mess that that she made over here. And now I have another teammate who's just sobbing, like just sobbing. And I'm like, I'm supposed to hand the baton off to her. Is she even going to make it to the, to the, you know, to be there when I have to hand the baton off to her? And so I'm like, guys, we got to, you know, we, we, we got to start walking. We got to, we got to make our way over here. And so I have the puker and the crier and I'm trying to find my anchor. Like, our last runner. I'm like, where, where is she? Well, she was like, she was like squirrel. Like she had found an official and she was over talking to them. And then she found somebody in the crowd and she was over talking to them. And then she was like, you know, making her way back and forth between the competitors, like just talking to everybody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't even keep our team together. We're not even going to get to the starting line. This is going to be horrible. We're supposed to win. And we're, we're just not even going to make it to the starting line. But somehow we do. I somehow managed to corral a puker and a crier and just like this excessive bouncy energy all the way to our holding spot. And they walked us up to where we had to start the race. And guess what? Three out of the four of us ran amazingly well. Want to guess the one who didn't? Yeah, it was me. We were second place. Should have won, could have won. But I lost it for us because I did not have my best race. I had expended all of my energy from the entrance of the tunnel to the starting line. I hadn't even run yet. And I think of like, I wish I would have thought of my dad's advice back then. You can only control what you can control. There was clear drama coming from each of my teammates. And like we could spend time discussing whether or not their coping mechanisms were um, appropriate. (laughs) But that's not the point is they were focused. They were dealing with their nerves in the best way that they knew how. And for some reason, I decided that it was my job. It was my job to cure them, to calm them, to quiet them. And it didn't work. The one who lost the race was me because I was trying to control what I couldn't control. I was so focused on their OPD that I wasn't focused on my own race. I didn't run through my game plan. I didn't think about my race. In my mind, I think subconsciously, I had already decided we lost because I was seeing like what was coming out of my teammates that in my mind, I was like, well, shoot, why, why even run? We're going to lose. And then when the gun went off, I had nothing left. I had no ener- no energy left to give to my race. OPD, if we let it in, we lose. 
I think the important thing to remember and the reason I share that story with you today is, it, you know, it's kind of funny now, but it really paints the picture of we can only control what we can control. We can not control someone else's emotions, someone's thoughts, someone's feelings, or even someone else's actions. When it comes to OPD, all you can control is how you respond. Now, I'm I'm not saying we become a mean person, but like in that situation of me in the four by four, I should have just let my teammates be like, you know, it'd be okay to be like, are you okay? But they needed me to focus on me. They did not need me to help them. They needed me to focus on me. So I'm not saying that you become a mean or a selfish person or a bad teammate or a friend that lacks compassion or is like super self-absorbed. I'm not saying that, that at all. What I'm saying is when it comes to OPD, we need to learn to identify and decipher what is mine to do. In that situation with my relay, what was mine to do was to mentally prepare for my race, to do my own stretches, to do my own warm up, to do my own preparation in my mind of what my game plan was. I did none of that. I know this is hard. I know it's easier to say than to do because OPD is like, it's so exciting and it's enticing and it almost always feels harmless. But the more we allow in, the more we attract and that is never harmless. Back then, my response was getting sucked in. I was getting sucked into this overwhelming nonsense that was going on around me and I tried to control it by making everybody act as the way as in the way that I thought that they should act or the way I was acting truthfully and that was the wrong response. I was trying to control what I couldn't and honestly who I couldn't control. The real cure. The real cure for OPD is in one learning to identify when it is happening. Like knowing that being aware that there's drama going on outside of you, okay? Sensing that, identifying it. That is the first step. The second then is asking yourself, in this situation, what is mine to do? Sometimes what is mine to do is walking away. Sometimes it's changing the subject. Sometimes what is mine to do is a hard conversation or setting boundaries. And sometimes, honestly, it's just allowing the other person to just be them. In closing, OPD or other people's drama, it makes me think of this anonymous quote that I love. And it says, a ship doesn't sink because of the water outside the boat. It sinks because of the water inside. Drama. It really doesn't have to play such a leading role in our lives. My hope for you is that you remember the ship. You remember your purpose and that you know you have the power to choose how you respond. So sail onward. Cue the dramatic music. Until next time, this is Coach D and I'm cheering you on.